I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one watch it, that hoes clocking. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh -huh. stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe so separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God the limit. Ah, how's it going, guys? How's it going? God damn, man. Oh, all right. So, 
So, yeah, man, let's just go ahead and hop right into this intro, bro. What is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode 149. One episode away from 150, man. So, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, so, with that being said... With that being said, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday, we are on here at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. And with that, if you guys have not got a chance to watch last Friday's edition of the news and last night's edition of the Forbidden Door, the AEW at New Japan Forbidden Door 2023 review, you guys can now watch that on all platforms uh, both of those episodes, uh, you can now watch that. And episode 167 of the news, that is CM Punk versus Kenta, was scrapped for Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door predictions, and LA Knight planned for a huge moment at Money in the Bank. Uh, also, <clears throat> also, um, uh, yeah, like I said, also, and the uh, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door review from last night. All that is available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here. Like I said, every Friday, 4 p.m. Central, and every Big Five for AEW and Big Five for WWE uh, directly after the show goes off the air. So... With that, man, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast, this very video, and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, uh, this is at the uh, top of the link of this, or top of the description. The link is at the top of the description of this very video, and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, you got the Chicago mm -hmm. Flea IWC, the Riddler-inspired design the Notorious Scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie-inspired design, and the Chris. This is available for you guys on all platforms. Uh, not on all platforms. What the fuck am I saying? This is available for you guys uh, live on the merch shop. Link is in Okay, apologize for the technical difficulty. How the hell are you doing, Sir K? Now that I think we're not on a uh, a, a delay here. Okay, okay, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just uh, just been chilling out, man. It was a normal ass Monday, um, and yeah, I'm as normal as a Monday can be, man. It really was. But um, like Dorante always asks, man, how's life? How's family? Life's good, man. Family's good. How's everybody doing in chat, man? You know, how about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man. You know, miserable Mondays. Uh, <laughs> this one was actually a pretty miserable Monday. Just lying here, still sick, waiting to shake this fucking shit off, man. But uh, <sighs> other than that, dude. Other than that, I'm 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 good, man. Other than that, I'm good. Just. Trying to get rid of this fucking, trying to get rid of this cold, bro. But, uh, yeah, 
other than that, other than that, like I said, man, just, just lying in fucking bed all day doing nothing. Uh, just trying to, trying to get better, bro. So yeah, that's, that's, that's that. So yeah. Uh, other, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. But as Durante usually asks, I'm good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Logan, Bell, JT. You guys know the drill. And everybody else in chat, how the hell are you guys doing, man? And thank you for being here. So, man. <clears throat> Not really much to talk about on Dynamite. But uh, <laughs> what we can talk about, uh, since we were there, is uh, our, our experience. So, Sir Kay, I, I gotta Ooh. ask. Out of your AEW shows or, or your Dynamite experiences, uh, where does this rank? Dynamite, I think it was. I think it was one of the best from what I could remember. Um, definitely, easily the best rampage I've ever fucking seen live. Fan. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. You you saying it's better than the first dance? Oh yeah, it was fucking rampage. He did debut on rampage. Totally forgot that was rampage for a second, dog. Whoa! But um, in terms in terms of pre-recorded rampages exactly um definitely definitely the best one um that isn't the first dance but um i think it brings brings pretty high man i think i would put all out 2021 in the first dance above this one definitely but um it was really really fucking fun man I, i it was a great night man it really was man um what about you man where do you rank this one well, in terms of dynamites, so we went to honestly, bro. Probably our first dynamite was probably my least favorite. Yeah, that one was just a bad go home show. It was just bad. Uh, it's fucking, we get to watch Big Show turn or fucking Billy Gunn turn on Big Show. It was just a bunch of garbage. Uh, I mean, there were show, there were parts of the show that were nice, obviously, but um, that that show, yeah, that show kind of just ranks badly for for me, uh, at least to the shows I I've been to. Um, so there was that one, and then uh, we also went the hmm, yeah. I definitely think I'd probably say. Thanksgiving Dynamite was my favorite one we've been to. Um, and this one was probably number two because I think we've been to three Dynamites. So yeah, yeah, three Dynamites, three Rampages. Because I yeah, because it was a Rampage, then it was a Dynamite, then All Out, then Thanksgiving Dynamite, then Forbidden Door. Uh. All out, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then at least, and then for me at least, it was then collision and dynamite. So yeah, like yeah. So and then as far as as far as rampage, as far as rampage, that rampage is probably my second favorite rampage because the Thanksgiving dynamite rampage. Oh fuck. That shit was dead. That shit was dead, bro. I don't remember a thing from it. That's the bad part. 
Yeah. Yeah, that that was Yeah, that was pretty bad, bro. That was pretty bad. Um but yeah, as far as Rampage, that was definitely my favorite Rampage uh my second favorite Rampage we we've we've witnessed uh and then and then Dynamite probably my second favorite Dynamite as well. Uh but as far as mm-hmm. AEW shows as a whole, yeah, all out 2021 sitting sitting high up there for sure. Uh, collisions up there and the first dances up there. Um, Hell yeah. The first dance gotta be my number one. For the CM Punk moment alone, that's like moment of a lifetime right there. Maybe yeah. overall show on 2021, but moment I've experienced yeah. Oh, yeah. easy first dance. Easy first dance. 100%. 110%, bro. Um... Yeah, yeah, 110%, uh, for sure, for sure, uh, yeah, no question, as far as, yeah, as far as the show is in entirety, uh, and pay-per-view wise, All Out 2021 is definitely the best one, uh, the, the best one I've been to, uh, that I've experienced live, but in terms of moments, the first dance, bro, was just, that night, I'll never forget that night. Yeah, I'll never forget that night. No way. I'm telling you, man. I'll I, I'll never forget that shit. That shit was insane. Just being there and like Yeah, it was just an out of body experience, bro. It's like I could see myself yeah. seeing what I was doing. And I, I swear to God. And then me and you just kept looking at each other and we just kept hugging and I remember just fucking screaming and fucking Having tears roll down my eyes and fucking, it was just nuts, bro. It was nuts. And then I just remember me and you just running through the hallway, fucking screaming at all these fucking fat marks waiting to get their fucking CM Punk shirt. Waiting to get their fucking 5XL. We were so hype. I did not even realize all the marks that I was high-fiving were standing in the merch line that we walked all the way to the other side of the building to that merch line for no fucking reason. Literally, literally, we walked past the first one just because we were marking out and didn't even realize it. Did not even realize it until we were sitting in the line and I was like, wait a minute, did we walk past the fucking merch line? And sure enough, we did. And we fucking did, man. Shit was nuts, bro. Shit was absolutely nuts. It was uh, an insane night to remember. But uh yeah, this dynamite was amazing. Uh you always get you always we always sit in those fucking sections, man, where there's just some weird ass First of all, there was this weird chick sitting in front of us and holy shit, man. These fucking wrestling, these AEW some of these AEW fans just fucking kill me, bro. Dude, they're just, they're just, dude, they they do, bro. They're just so fucking weird, bro. Um, And then, bro, usually the 100 section is where all the marks sit. Uh, uh, Well, I'm sorry. The 100 section that the hard cam is looking at. So all the people you can Mm -hmm. see on TV where we were sitting, dude, usually those people, usually, man, those people, you know, Usually they just get lit and that's it. And usually there's no kids and you guys all know, bro. Oh man. I, well, some, some of you, dude, I'm telling you whenever I have a child, 
I need to train him or her how to be a proper mark at a wrestling show. And what I mean by that is tell your kids to not scream bloody murder throughout every point of the match. Dude, there was this, there was this little girl that sat behind us who was screaming bloody fucking murder on a dark match for Cheetah. And she would say, not the color of Cheetah, Cheetah. Dude. And the worst part was, during the last bonus ROH match, that same little girl took the, I guess the people behind us left, so her and whoever she was with came and sat directly behind us. And I was, I just looked at Sir K. I'm like, dog, ain't no fucking way. God. Or there was this other little boy that would not stop chanting, whose house the whole, I'm not even being over dramatic. Literally the whole entire fucking match, the whole entire match. People tell people, how do you not get annoyed by your own child? I mean, for the love of God, please shut up. I swear to God, man, please train your children better for the love of God. I mean, good Lord. And I can talk. Because I used to go to wrestling shows as a child. I did not act like that. I popped. I marked out for the huge uh, for the huge moments. But I also knew when to shut the fuck up. And also wrestling fans, why do you come to a wrestling show and fucking talk over a promo? Dude, I hate people are chanting, yelling shit during promos. Like, shut the fuck up. Annoying as hell, bro. I could not hear half of the MJF and Adam Cole promo, and especially the Chris Jericho promo, for the fucking life of me. Literally, some fucking Mark was just yelling, yelling shit at Jericho the whole promo. Dude. Uh, (sighs) Sometimes, man... You sit by the wrong people in AEW, bro, and that shit is fucking annoying. However, during Rampage, the guys sitting behind us were absolute MVPs, bro. Oh, they were we were okay. watching the GOAT, Dookie, and the line that made the fucking night. Mm-hmm. All we hear behind us, I believe we touched on this on Friday, all we hear behind us was one guy say, Why the fuck is his name Dookie? And this other fucking guy just yells, because he's the shit. Dude. Oh, night, dude. Fucking shit. killed me. Moment of fucking night, man. That shit was amazing. Absolutely incredible. That shit took me out, bro. Me and Sir K just started dying laughing, bro. It was absolutely hilarious. But, dude, to be honest with you, bro, Dookie was... Probably my favorite moment of the night. It probably was, man. Genuinely. So, yeah, dude. Otherwise, bro, uh, other than me bitching about the fucking, other than me bitching about wrestling fans, um, the show was really fun. The show was really fun. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself uh, a lot, as I always do at AEW Dynamite. We got to see Sting, uh, which 
since he's not retiring at Wembley, maybe if he's still around by Thanksgiving Dynamite, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, if it's to see Sting one last time, maybe. But who knows, man? Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. But other than that, dude, we've seen the guns and the hardies. We've seen a a concession stand brawl with mm. Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett. Fun. Yeah. Yay. Um uh, seen Okada. Seen Okada on Rampage. We've seen the United Empire. Um we seen uh, a, a TBS open. Love those, man. Oh, fuck yeah. You we know, seen, we're, we're seen Le Suzuki Gods. Uh, and then we seen a tag match with OC and Shibata. Borange Cassidy and Shibata versus Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. Overall, man, it was a really good show. And in the open of the show, we actually seen Chicago Phil. We've seen Lockport yeah. Phil back in his origins of Lockport, Illinois. Well, Chicago, Illinois, for 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 this uh, for this sake, uh, but yeah, we've seen Chicago Phil, we've seen Lockport Phil make his way down to Chicago. So um, it was very nice to see CM Punk, man. Unfortunately, uh, we did not have the uh, opportunity to sing uh, "Carry On, Wayward Son." So that kind of sucks, but sadly not, man. Thanks to um, all the all, all the cowards backstage, man, but. Gotta separate them on different sides of the same arena, man. It's okay, so. bro. What did you fucking say yesterday, dude? The Verbatim. They genuinely fucking put them on different sides of the arena. That is insane. Yeah, and did you hear what Meltzer said? Oh, God, what did you fucking say? This dude... Literally came out a week ago and said the locker room is divided. He just came out and said that no one's divided and everyone's cool with each other. Dude, you literally just said a week ago. Like, we'll we'll go more into depth on it on Friday, but like, I, I knew, I just, I knew these guys were going to get held under a microscope as soon as Punk came back. Like... I want you guys to get used to this because every single pay-per-view, there's going to be something. And especially after the first time Punk does a media scrum, there's always going to be something with, uh, there's always going to be something with, oh, there, there were many backstage who were hurt by what Punk said. I, you guys can, I'm sure you guys can already hear it, but I, I knew these guys were going to get held under a microscope as soon as he came back. And you see it already. And good Lord, if you don't calm the fuck down, who is putting these guys on separate sides of the arena? I mean, good God. Fucking TK. His fucking ass. Oh, you go on that side. You you go on that side. <laughs> don't cross hands. <laughs> like, dog, come on. So stupid, dude. It's so fucking stupid. Um... So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, we got to see Chicago Phil. 
Uh, we got to see Lockport Phil make his way down to uh, Chicago and the Wintrust Arena, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, with that, that is, that's honestly pretty much everything for Dynamite. Um, you know, I mean, since Forbidden Door happened, there's really not much worth talking about. And then for Rampage, uh, Sky Blue beat Anna J in the first round of the Women's Owen Tournament. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, MJF and Adam Cole had another promo. This really means nothing, considering Adam Cole never even ended up facing Tom Lawler at uh, Forbidden Door. So, unfortunately, I wonder what this means for their. Um, I wonder what this means for their fucking the tag tournament thing. Oh yeah, it's true. If if he's still sick, he won't be able to do it. Damn, that sucks, man. That's horrible timing. Fucking forbidden to recurse. Yeah. I mean, it's just a blind tag tournament. I mean, all you really got to do is just postpone the thing another week, and I'm sure Cole will be all right. Exactly. You, you might as well do it. It's good. Who cares about it anyway? Yeah. Harley Cameron came out and started rapping for the acclaimed. And oh boy. I've been waiting to talk about this since fucking fucking Wednesday, man. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho. Oh, they done did it. Oh, they done did it now. All right, man. Harley Cameron comes out. The lady from QTV. I love how QTV was like a fa- a a featured faction on AEW for like three weeks, and still nobody knew who the fuck she was. Absolutely hilarious. I didn't, I didn't know that was her. Yep. Uh she she comes out with two Jabberwockies. Um. Literally. She comes out with two Jabberwockies, and. Ah. Uh, Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. You know, you guys just don't want to see me eat, bruh. That's what no. the problem is. So, dude, she raps for the acclaim. She's trying to get in the group. She's rapping. Billy Gunn tells her, you know, everybody here does their thing. You know, the group is fine. Max does his thing. Bowens does his thing. And Billy does his thing. Then she gives her rap one more go. She starts hitting on Anthony Bowens. She says, it's clear that she said something like, it's clear you're into me. We can go on dates and make a family or something like that. Some fucking whack ass rap. So Owens grabs the mic and he says, uh, he says, uh, cut this nonsense off. He tells her. Tells her, lady, I don't know if you could tell by my gear, uh, uh, lady, I'm gay. So then there is a he is gay chant going throughout the Wintrust Arena. Uh, it was uh, as Daddy Ass and uh, Max Caster were just uh, uh, marking out. Um, so QT Marshall and Aaron Solo come down to the ring. They start talking to the Acclaim. The Acclaim jump out of the ring and go to go after them. One of these fucking Jabberwockies takes the mask off. 
he takes the mask off. And it is revealed to be John Morrison. Correction on that name. His name in AEW is Johnny TV. Oh. oh. Get it? Because he's in QTV. Uh-huh. Johnny fucking TV. Dude, out of all the names they could have went with. You had some good ones too. I, I didn't. I never cared for Johnny Elite. I thought that one was kind of mid. No, that one sucks. Considering you have Johnny Dynamite on the table, like Johnny Dynamite, like Johnny Dynamite. That is some hard ass name, bro. Johnny Rampage, Johnny, Rampage. Johnny Collision. Again, there are so Johnny many Denver. other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> be fun, bro? Johnny Honor. Johnny, Johnny Dark. Johnny, Johnny Elevation. <laughs> Bro. <sighs> Sir K, do you want to go ahead and tell the people my reaction? Sitting I mean, in the fucking seat, bro. You were working out when you realized who it was, and then I think it hit you who he was surrounded by. Dude. If it was your sadness. Dude, was, I'm a... Uh, 20 seconds of you barking out and then you just stop and realize who he's surrounded by <laughs> I was losing my mind I'm sitting there like oh 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 no no <laughs> this shit is fucking this shit was hilarious dude. Tony dude John Morrison is one of my favorite, is one of my absolute favorite professional wrestlers from my childhood. And you bring him into AEW not to be a collision guy because he would fit seamlessly on that show. He really would. Nope. You bring him in. A part of QTV. And you name him. Johnny TV. And you have him. Even when he took the mask off. You have him out there dancing. I told Sir K while we were sitting there. They basically. Recreated. Johnny Drip Drip. With AEW's version of it. And. These motherfuckers are lucky. That I have a cloggy nose right now because I was ready to snap all over this shit. And I am in the only way that I can right now. But Tony, are you fucking me right now? Bro, dude, John Morrison, another guy who has so much left in the tank, and you put him with QTV. How does that seem acceptable for your creative I, mind? You know, who you would have well with if they were still together, man? Starks and Hobbs, man. I think I think he could work well with those guys. Hmm. Something about him and Ricky being together is something I like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, like that, that pairing a lot. 
But he's Johnny TV and he's under he John Morrison is under QT Marshall. Think about that. Why is everybody so dead set on ruining this man's last like run in his career? Like, like Jesus Christ, man. Can why can nobody book this guy right? I mean, for the love of God. <sighs> See, that's probably what got me fucking sick. Is this yeah. bullshit. See, you want to hire these fucking people from Fightful. Why don't you fucking hire me? All right? Why don't you hire Sir K? Okay? We'll get these motherfuckers talking again, all right? We'll You're get right. so many pink slips. It's going to be as true Vince McMahon Sir and Warren Knight has got nothing out of you, bro. I'm talking no about friends. creative, man. You yeah. gotta pump the brakes. Bro. You can't just be on talent relations all of a sudden, bro. I'm going crazy, bro. That's gonna be a lick, dude. Black Wednesday ain't gonna have nothing on me, man. But well, there's gonna be a black week, bro. Oh, I swear to God, man. I swear to God, but um, I mean, we gonna we we whip that shit into shape, bro. You know, you know, we really need to whip into shape, man. CM Punk and the Elite, man. I would they their differences would be settled immediately. You know what? Put yeah. You know what? I don't even need creative, bro. Put me on talent relations. Fair enough. You can hire me for creative. Um, mm -hmm. That'll work. <laughs> but, bro. <laughs> so, what I'm proposing, and I know they're not going to do it because they just put this together. I could see them putting Morrison in this group so they can get another star out of the group. That being Will Hobbs. And I could see yeah. Will Hobbs getting back with Ricky Starks if CMFTR turn on him. I could see Will Hobbs getting back with Ricky Starks and Hook, but what I propose is now that Sir K just mentioned it, is you have Starks tell Morrison, what the fuck are we doing in this group? And they both get the fuck out of QTV. And they Very reform funny. Team Taz, but you replace Brian Cage with uh John Morrison. Morrison. I think that would be pure flames, man. I would love the reunition re the reuniting of Team Taz, but with, with fucking Johnny Dynamite. Not Johnny fucking TV. I Johnny mean Johnny Dynamite. TV. You got me so fucked up, TK. TK, bro. <laughs> Which is amazing. And this is why this episode of Rampage was so, like, such a great experience to be there. Because, I like, I did not expect to see that. And, like... Mm -hmm. I know my man John Morrison when I see him. And when he took that mask off, I started going nuts because I'm like, yo, John Morrison is here. Like I fucking said, bruh. And then my excitement just got flushed down the fucking drain so fast because of this rhetoric that is him in QTV. That is the best role you could have found for him. You couldn't have put him... With, like, one of these other tag teams, since you like to throw people with tag teams any fucking way? Exactly, man. Exactly. Like, literally. You couldn't have put him in Bullet Club? 
I was going to say, I think he'd be pretty cool for Bullet Club. You know what I mean? Something like that. Anything? No, he put him in fucking QTV. One of the worst acts you do. Anything QT Marshall does is garbage. Why is he still on TV? Cody's gone. He don't got Cody to keep this dude as, as a job. Put it, take him off TV, bro. He sucks. He's atrocious. He's garbage, dude. That man does not know what the fuck he's doing on TV, man. I, apparently, for, for Tony Khan and a lot of those guys, they like him backstage. Good for him. Keep his ass backstage. Seriously. God, you got to relations, man. Oh, man, he's going to be walking past me and girls just, whoa, 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 where are you going? <laughs> you ain't going like that. Where are you, you going? <laughs> You take a seat. Take a seat. Uh, oh, fuck, man. They need me in that bitch. I'm telling you, bro. Call me VKM. The way I'm going to be making last minute changes to that creative script. Bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is this Jabberwocky? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Give it to him. And I'm going to just point at fucking like Will Washington or some shit. He's the Jabberwocky, <laughs> not you. Will Washington? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be changing names like Vince too. Just Big Bill. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. You're big cast, man. You're going to get sued. I don't care. Tony Rich, he can take it. He can take the hit. For real, bro. That's what I'm That's saying. Dookie like, is all elite. Oh, instant, bro. Instant. I I will give all of the pink slips for Dookie. Bro, speaking I of Dookie. Mm -hmm. So, what were you saying? You will trade who? Yeah, I'll trade. I'll trade a lot of people on that fucking rock. I would. I will trade Orange Cassidy for Dookie. That'll probably get me fired instantly. But I'll fucking do it for the. I'll do it. I will do that. Fair enough. I think I'd do the same thing. So, Dookie was in the main event of Rampage. Sorry, just five guys. Dookie, mind you, was in the main event of Ramp. Was in the main event of Rampage against Jack Perry. Dude, why in the hell did these two just proceed to put on an absolute banger in the main event of Rampage? Mm -hmm. So much so, this man Dookie. <clears throat> The crowd was absolutely lit for this man. And you could say, oh, they were just chanting his name because they thought his name was funny. No, this man actually, and that was the funniest part, actually proceeded to put on a fucking banger of all bangers for the ages. Bro. Literally, dog. This man was getting uh, dookie chants. Holy Dookie, uh, thank you, Dookie, please sign Dookie, bro, this man, this man was over as fuck, he ended up losing to the, uh, I think it's called Skull Island, um, uh, Sonata's finisher by Jack Perry, this man Dookie was getting carried out, and as he's coming past us, they're doing this whole thank you, Dookie, please sign Dookie thing, so we were all getting lit to Dookie, and, uh, okay. This man's like thanking the crowd so genuinely and shit. This man's that like, man was honored. 
he's holding his heart and he's putting his fist up in the air and he's thanking everybody. Absolutely hilarious. And he was an absolute legend. And I shit you not, I would actually like to see him in AEW more. He was actually really fucking good. Dude, that man was going crazy, man. You put him with like the Lucha Bros or something, and that that that's fire, man. That's a he right. That's a that's a good um trio for those two. Not fucking Pac, but um sign that man Nuki, bro. I swear to God, that man was amazing. Incredible, absolutely incredible. So. As for AEW Collision, um, we got a continuation of uh, the Andrade Elidolo and uh, Brody King slash House of Black story. Um, dude, Andrade is, uh, he's getting great crowd reactions. He mm-hmm. is... Seems like he's slotting himself into almost this workhorse role on AEW Collision. And I don't understand why John Morrison wouldn't have fit perfectly in that role for you. Uh, or, or at least an, uh, or, or, or at least just no. somebody on the show. Exactly, man. Exactly. Why, uh, why is he on fucking in QTV, man? He'd have been so much better. In, in some type of collision capacity, man. But um, it's great seeing Andrade, you know, be Dude. used. Yes, absolutely. He, he's he got this little story going with the House of Black, uh, and I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, stories is what we love. Um, and, and he's got a decent one here going with the House of Black. Uh, he was actually about to beat Brody King with a... Uh, he was going to put him in the figure four. Hmm. <sighs> And uh, Buddy Matthews came out and interrupted the match, and they started beating the shit out of Andrade, and all you seen on the Tron was Malachi Black as he was just looking uh, down at the ring, and dude, this is eventually going to lead to Malachi versus Andrade, and it's going to be sick, man. It really is, man. It really is. I love the sound of this. I love them running it back, man, and... This is this this is the shit we we should have always got, and we're finally getting it. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, um, yeah. I love Andrade being uh, almost in this kind of workhorse role on AEW Collision. It's it's really nice, and it's it's nice to see him finally get some consistent TV time on AEW. Um, I, I just hope it continues, man, and and I think it will. Hopefully. I hope it does, man. I really hope it does. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs got a squash match. Uh, Willow Nightingale beat Nyla Rose in the women's Owen. And fucking this dude, bro. Christian Cage. Dope, man. Bro. <sighs> why, why does this guy... Why does this guy have to be this way, man? What? What is wrong with Christian Cage, dude? This man is absolutely hilarious. He, he really is, man. His promo was promoted to be addressing the TNT title situation. This motherfucker comes out there, and the very first thing out of his mouth is, 
I left the show last week in a very, very bad mood. <laughs> Obviously, making fun of uh, making fun of uh, Melter's uh, making fun of Melter's uh, report that a top AEW talent left left one of the shows last week in a bad mood because of CM Punk. So Christian Cage, man, the gym. fucking Christian. So I guess we found out who it was and uh, it was Christian. He says, I left the show last week in a bad mood. And uh, he says, he says, because I knew I was in Chicago, but I knew that in a couple short days, I would be back in Toronto with the TNT championship crowd popped huge. And then he goes, and then I was even, and then I was in an even more worse mood, bro. This dude just kills me. He says, I'm going to be honest. And I could say this because I'm from here. Toronto breeds losers. And therefore it is populated by losers. And the reason I succeeded in life is because I left. Good Lord, man. He ragged on the Toronto Maple Leafs choking in the playoffs. He says the last glimmer, the only glimmer of hope you guys had was in 2019 when the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. But that was because of one man, and that was Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi is a personal friend of mine, and I called him and I said, Kawhi, do you really want to carry the burdens of these losers' empty lives for the rest of your life? You need to get the hell out of town. That's what I did, and that's why he left. Bro. The next part absolutely kills me because it's actually something that is wonderful. This man, Christian, says, as for this TNT championship, this is exactly why I wanted him to take this fucking title at double or nothing. Because Wardlow with the title means nothing. But look at Christian. Look at how much Christian Cage elevated the title just by one promo. Because he's fucking hilarious. Man's hilarious. He's a great heel. They have a great story going that's how you elevate the fucking title, man. Not just meaningless fucking matches. Story, man. And character and charisma, man. And Christian Cage is doing it all. So he says, as for this TNT championship, <laughs> the open challenges are done. Dude, this is why I love Christian. This is amazing. He goes, the open challenges are done. Anybody who wants a shot at this, you're going to have to scratch and you're going to have to claw the same way I did. Pro, this guy, he goes, you're going to have to want it the same way my right hand of destruction did. Dude, the way he, I absolutely love the dynamic of him holding the belt and not letting Luchasaurus touch it. Dude, absolutely hilarious, bro. It's amazing. Luchasaurus literally won it, and Christian Cage just has it around his shoulder the whole fucking time. I love that. (laughs) 
fucking. So he goes. So so, so he says uh, you're gonna have to scratch and claw the same way I did, and the same way my right hand of destruction did. And he says, now look, I'm not gonna be the one acting like I created the damn title, like a guy who used to who used to uh ride the roads here in AEW fucking shot at Cody there. He says, but if you want a shot at this, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and you're going to have to work for it. And that was it, bro. And Christian cage is absolutely fucking a prick. And it is hilarious. Dude. It's the best shit ever, man. I love it. Dude is a fucking asshole. And it's, <sighs> And he's always the best part about the show, whether it was Dynamite or Collision, man. Dude always makes himself the best part of the show. Dude, Christian Christian is just fucking hilarious, man. He, he really is. This man, as soon as he started it off with the, I left the show in a bad mood, I was like, oh, fuck, he's on one today. I was like, oh, man. I love it, man. This shit's the best. Dude. It's gonna, um, yeah, if these guys come, if these guys cross roads with Jack Perry, shit is gonna be fucking hilarious, bro. But, um, I'm telling you, bro, Christian Cage, this guy is an absolute gem. And this is how you spend the last years of your career, being a fucking gem of the television show and not a fucking eyesore. Literally, man, good old outwork, everybody. Never forget that shit, man. And he worked everybody. Goat. My goat. Fucking Christian, bruh. <sighs> so, yeah. That was Collision. And now for the WWE side of things. Uh, well. For starters. For starters. Uh, Liv Morgan returned. And I will Ooh. say, man. Yeah. Ever since CM Punk returned to AEW, AEW stock in general has went up tremendously. Oh, yeah, man. That introduction of Collision really fucking helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's in, um, the, the show, the show, it's, I mean, it's, it's in a, it's in a place where, where it just feels very different. It feels very different from Dynamite, and they've done a, a good job of making it feel different from Dynamite. And it just, it, it just feels great, man. It, it feels great. Uh, and with Punk coming back and the debut of Collision, and then Forbidden Door, AEW's kind of riding, uh, riding a wave right now. And I hope they can continue this momentum, uh, and not, not let it, you know, slip back into WWE's favor, uh, for their sake. But either way, um. Either way, man. Uh, as long as you know, as long as we're still getting this bloodline story, and as long as L.A. Knight's money in the bank, uh, I'm I, I'm eating, bruh. I'm eating. So, you know, no matter what, it looks eating good right now. For sure, for sure, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Liv Morgan came back, and uh, seen a lot of people pointing this out. Uh, last week, Raquel was uh eyeing Rhea Ripley's title. <sighs> and then we go from that to all of the sudden we go from that to all of the sudden uh Raquel Gonzalez 
uh, just being a team again with Liv Morgan. How the fuck does that make any sense? Another thing that doesn't make any sense. This Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Pretty Deadly match. Uh, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn has been one of your best pay-per-view wrestlers throughout the year. Uh, right now, he's sitting in high contention for me for male superstar of the year. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match against pretty deadly isn't even on the pay-per-view. It's on SmackDown. Meanwhile, he's one of your best pay-per-view wrestlers this year. Literally. It it genuinely doesn't make sense at all. Like what? How are they not on the pay-per-view? They're champions, dude. Some of the most important champions. Yeah, uh, Charlotte and Asuka isn't either. They're just the match on SmackDown that, that same week, this Friday. So it it's fucking stupid, man. That's um, Yeah. So, the Usos. The Usos are here. And they, ta- uh, they came out. They did the whole the bloodline, and then Jay smack Jay, uh, Jimmy smacked Jay on the arm. It was like, no, what are you doing, bro? And then Jay, uh, Jay said, the Usos are in yo city. So they did mm-hmm. that thing, and uh, they talked about they talked about how uh, Jimmy said, Jimmy said, I'm feeling good. Uh, how are you feeling, Jay? And Jay said, to be honest, man, I'm not I'm not feeling good at all. He said, uh, "We're uh, we're going in. We're going into uh, we're going into Money in the Bank, fighting our family. We got bloodline civil war going on. This isn't what family does. This isn't how family's supposed to act." Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so he talked about that, but he, uh, yeah, he said this isn't what family's supposed to do. Family's supposed to pick each other up. They're supposed to. Uh, pick each other up when each other are down supposed to hold it down and instead they're fighting each other and uh he said uh but no matter what uh they gotta uh they know they gotta do what they gotta do um and this uh and a week from saturday uh they will beat roman and their little brother solo so Yeah, that was that was that man. It was, it was an Usos promo, uh, and and it was very solid, man. No Roman Reigns on the show. He misses one week, and we get the graphic. It's got to be. This has to be a joke at this point. It has to be. It's got to be. No way are they serious at this point. Genuinely, dude. Because every time I see that shit, it's getting to the point where I chuckle. I'm like, bruh, he missed one week. (laughs) Like two times in a row where he misses a week. And he fucking makes his grand return. Roman Reigns returns. Again. And the next one, bro, they gotta put again. Oh my god. Dude. Oh my god. Roman Reigns returns again. Oh, they absolutely should. They really fucking should, man. But um, I love seeing the Usos as the Usos again, man. I really do. Definitely, bro. Definitely. It's, it's, it's nice to see, bro. It's nice to see. So, um, they showed commercials from the special Olympics, which heavily featured, uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So 
So this this could be a sign for a WWE return. Either that or he just wanted something to do while he was going through his creative issues at the moment. Exactly, man. So well, I think I think by Saturday we will um we will see how everything goes, man. For sure. For sure. So the main event ended up being Solo versus Sheamus. And uh, ended up being Solo versus Sheamus. Because earlier in the night, Ridge Holland walked past a very upset Solo Sokoa. And all Ridge said was, what are you looking at? And Solo gave him a Samoan spike. Uh, uh, so Sheamus, So Sheamus took up this match against Solo. And after the match, the Usos came out and laid Solo out with double super kicks, man. So, yeah, that was SmackDown, man. That was SmackDown. Pretty, pretty good development. Pretty good development. Nothing, nothing too crazy this week, but nothing, nothing bad at all, man. Just more development in the Bloodline Civil Wars, bro. So you love to see it, and I'm loving this shit, man. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Goddamn. I love the way it's going, man. I really do. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, as for Monday Night Raw, the yeah, show favorite. the show opens up with Cody and Dominic. Cody's trying to get Dominic to fight him. Dominic's hiding behind Rhea Ripley. They get out of the ring to walk away. Cody calls him a a scared little boy. Dominic goes to walk towards the ring because he's pissed. Rhea stops him. As he's walking away again, Cody calls him mommy's little boy. And that was it. It was literally like nothing. And Dude, what is Cody doing, man? This shit is ass, bro. And he has just <laughs> fell off tremendously. <clears throat> bro, and from... Gonna finish the story at WrestleMania to the most pointless part of Raw. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, this shit is just not not good. Uh, Right after this, we go into my second nap session for the the (laughs) night. Uh, Speaking of naps, uh, Shinsuke Napamura versus Zesty Rick. With uh, Bronson Reed uh, ringside on commentary. For the love of God, this is one of the most boring fucking feuds ever. This shit is just... Oh, dude. It's just pointless. I didn't know what's happening for a while. <sighs> so, Bronson Reed gets ejected. Because he tried to get involved because they were on the outside fucking kicking him in his face. And uh, Bronson tries to get involved. The ref kicks him out. And then Ricochet ends up beating Nakamura or Napamura. So, uh, yeah, Zesty Rick picks up the uh, Zesty win here. So, yeah, man, that was that was that was that. Was that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Bronson Reed could be U.S. champion right now. He's doing this, man. And what the fuck is Austin Theory doing on SmackDown? I couldn't tell you. I haven't heard a word about Austin Theory in so long. The only reason I I semi kept up with Austin Theory was because he's on he was on Raw. Yeah. 
modalities on SmackDown, dude. I haven't heard a thing that he's did. I don't know a few he's in. Nothing. I haven't seen no word, no word or mention of Bobby Lashley either. Nothing. Oh, I literally neither of them. It's insane. Bobby hasn't been on the show, and I can't tell you how long. It's criminal, man. It really is. <sighs> so. After this, we go into this. We go into this video package with Finn Balor sitting in a dark, smoky room where he tells Seth he tells Seth that he's not uh he's not going to be able to sleep until he takes everything away from him like he did to him 7 years ago. He said, "You say that I'm the most dangerous I am now. He said, well, how dangerous was I when I tore my bicep and I tore my labrum, my shoulder fell out of, uh, fell out of the socket, and I still beat you on that night. So he says, he says, uh, so he says, if I'm the most dangerous I am now, how dangerous was I then? Because I still beat you. And the very next night on Raw, 22 hours later, I had to relinquish my championship. And as I was walking back up the ramp, all you had the decency to do was come down the ramp and smile and laugh at me and rub salt in the open wound. He says, this Saturday at Money in the Bank, I take everything from you. He says, you got everything going for you. The music, the World Heavyweight Championship, and Saturday, I'm taking everything from you, bro. Man, man, oh man. Fucking, this shit was fire. It really was, man. That I, shit's heat, man. I absolutely love the part. You know, where he, which is a really good point, because Seth has been saying that, you know, this is the most dangerous Finn Balor has ever been. That's a great point Finn brings up. If I was the most dangerous, if I'm the most dangerous now, how dangerous was I when I fucking tore my shoulder out of my socket and I still beat you? Exactly, man. Like, that shit's he, bro. I really like it. Pretty sick, bro. Pretty sick. Uh... Right after this, Seth Rollins comes out and he starts talking about Finn Balor uh, and defending the World Heavyweight Championship. He then introduces Carmelo Hayes sitting ringside in the most anticlimactic way possible. He goes, oh yeah, here's NXT champ Carmelo Hayes. And Carmelo's just sitting there. No trick, by the way. No trick. Fucking, so Seth calls Finn out, Finn doesn't come out, so he continues to talk, and right after he goes to end his promo by saying he's a visionary, he's a revolutionary, he is, Finn Balor comes through the crowd, uh, hits, uh, goes to hit Seth with a chair, but Seth uh, scopes it out, and these two start brawling, uh, Finn busts uh, uh, Seth's face open uh, on the side, Um these two were fighting on the outside by the timekeeper's area, kind of where Carmelo is sitting. And Finn goes to hit 
uh, Rollins with a chair, and Mello grabs the chair out of Seth's hand or out of Finn's hand, and Finn runs away uh, into the crowd. This would lead to the match later in the night between Carmelo Hayes and Finn Balor. Way to go, WWE! A match where neither guy can lose, bro. Is <sighs> you put the guy that's about to have a world championship match? Versus a guy who's also a world champion. Like, what? Uh, what What are you thinking, bro? Like, I get what you, you know, you in your head, you're all close to. It's going to be a fun match. You're not fucking Tony Khan, dude. You need some story. The story don't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make logical fucking sense to have, you know, Finn, a guy, I get that, you know, Carmelo broke up Finn's attack on NXT last Wednesday, and now he did it again, but dude, Carmelo is a world champion, and why does Carmelo get a match on Monday Night Raw and not Braun Breaker? Literally, like, I, what, what is, what's the logic in any of this? Yeah, anybody want to fucking explain that one to me? So, that was that, but, uh, yeah, as for Finn's promo, chef's kiss, dude, beautiful. It really is, man, that shit was fucking amazing. Imperium attacks, uh, Imperium attacks Matt Riddle in the back, and then, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey has had a match, I honestly can't fucking remember who won. Uh, not that anybody gives a fuck either way, uh, but there was that, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa comes out for a match and gets attacked by the Miz. The Miz let out his mean streak. He attacked Champa from behind, hit him with a skull-crushing finale. So it looks like this feud is going to be a continuous thing until. Vince McMahon gets out of Dodge so Triple H doesn't have to feel fucking embarrassed to put Johnny Gargano on television. I was going to say, Vince McMahon has been showing up so much. Well, in, in, in Zoom calls, apparently. But he's been looking at that backstage area so much. He literally is keeping Gargano at home. That's insane, dog. That's insane. You know what was really scaring me? And I was going to bring something up tonight on the podcast. Uh, un- until... Uh, until he showed face again. But uh, Fabian Eichner has been away from the group for a minute. And oh, I man, started, and I, and you know, Matt Riddle put him in an ankle lock and apparently broke his ankle. Okay. Um, he, Fabian Eichner has been away from the group for like three weeks. Dude, I genuinely thought Vince McMahon came back and was like, I fucking told you guys not to put him in that fucking group. I could have seen it. I can see it. Yeah. Or I could see Triple H being scared of that and just keeping him off TV. Same with Gargano. I could see it, bro. I could see it. But thankfully, we've seen Mr. Giovanni Vinci make his return. And we'll get to that in a minute. Dominic Mysterio held an open challenge, which was accepted by Akira Tozawa. 
Oh my god. What a challenge. What a what a moment. Uh, Kiro Tozawa. Why is he employed? So Dominic whoops up on this fucking jobber and he beats him. Then we have a Oh god, I can't remember what they called it. A money in the bank. Oh man, what what the hell do they call this? Oh, the Money in the Bank Summit. Corey Graves had all of the mm-hmm. Money in the Bank competitors in the match to talk about it. Fucking Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark are out there. Damage Control's out there. Bex and uh, Zelina Vega are out there. Dude, is it Zelina Vega mind fucked me so hard? I turned around because I thought it was Sasha Banks. Dude, just the way she was talking, I was like, wait, what? And I turned around and it was fucking Zelina Vega. And I was like, oh, why did she why did she just sound like Sasha Banks right there? But anyway. Anyway, um Zelina Vega actually had some of the best uh so some of the uh some some good promo time in this segment. Trish Stratus was there talking about how this fucking match wouldn't be invented if it wasn't for her. Shut the fuck up and get the fuck off my television already. Um, Bailey was talking about how she's the only one who's uh, has a chance at winning this match because she's won one before. And then EO was looking at her all crazy like what? And then Bailey kind of just looked at EO and was like, oh yeah, you can win it too. Uh, so I like the the tension stirring up there. The crowd was super hot for Becky Lynch. Becky didn't say a fucking word. Um, Zelina Vega gets on the mic and starts going after damage control. Uh, she starts going after Bailey. She calls Zoe Stark a groupie. <laughs> she called she called Zoe Stark a groupie. Um, uh, then Trish uh, grabs the mic and she says something to Becky. And Becky just walks right up to her and punches her. And then chaos. <laughs> chaos just takes away. Uh, yeah, so then this breaks out into a brawl. This all ends with Becky Lynch climbing the briefcase, uh, climbing the climbing the briefcase, climbing the ladder and getting the briefcase, uh, which means she is not winning on Sunday or yeah, Saturday. We know who is not winning on fucking uh, Saturday, man, but... I mean, uh, it's a segment, I guess. Why not? I just love when chaos breaks out. <laughs> um, the numbers gain. Oh, man. But, um, I mean, I feel nothing towards this fucking women's winning the bank match. I, I really don't. Uh... I feel like it'll be a pretty good match. Um, personally, I just the fact that Trish Stratus is in the match just fucking kills it for me, man. No, dude, that shit just fucks all that shit up. She just she needs to go, bro. Why is she still here? Yeah, well, we got a we got about another month of her, beginning <sighs> of August, and she'll hopefully be fucking gone with the fucking wind. Ah, so. uh, me too. 
Sami Zayn versus Gunther. Again. Why are you booking yourself in a corner with a tag team champion against an intercontinental heavyweight champion? Bro. Dude. Sure. Uh, Fabian Eichner comes out and he was faking like he was on crutches. Uh, Marcel Bertel distracted the ref and Fabian used his crutch to hit Sammy in the throat, which led to a Gunther powerbomb. Sammy almost had him beat, uh, you know, but Gunther did get the cheap victory. But dude, why is this happening? Why is any of this needed, man? Why just, why do you purposely just put two people? People that can't lose against each other for no real reason. I don't get it. What do you mean from that? Yeah, also, uh, also before this, uh, the little backstage they did to set this up, it was more uh, Kevin Owens anger shit. Fucking Vince, man. Oh, I feel so bad for Kevin Owens. This man can never, ever catch a break in this company. Dude, just as he, just as he was like starting to get like the prize fighter, like badass Kevin Owens back, we're going right back to this, and it's just like, dude, it's insane, dude. It's insane to see. <sighs> Absolutely horrible. But uh. After the match, Riddle comes out to help fend off Imperium, and Imperium retreats with Owen, Zayn, and Riddle standing tall. And that was that. Uh, aside from the Gunther and Zayn match being really good, uh, and and I do appreciate them, you know, at least trying to have Sammy get get fucked over here, so it doesn't just look like Gunther completely mopped the floor with them. Uh, I mean. That's good, but I mean, still, man, it's just like, what the fuck? So exactly, man, it's it's just patchwork. Seriously, and Carmelo Hayes and Finn Balor. Uh, these guys put on a pretty decent match. It wasn't even in the main event of the show, uh, and Carmelo Hayes lost. It was a solid well, showcase, I mean, but did you really need to do this, bro? I mean, seriously. Like, why? Like, you can you could have put either of those two people on the show and faced them against people that can lose. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't get what they gain from this man. You know, these main roster people just see, well, look, another fucking loser from NXT. And if they were lost, Dude. Their, their possible world champion just lost to a, to a developmental guy. Quote, unquote. The typical... You're booking yourself in a fucked up corner. Yep, the typical Vince special. Fucking put these NXT guys on television and have them look like shit. Like, bruh, can these guys ever look good on the main roster? It's like a fucking unwritten rule in this company. If you're currently in NXT, you gotta look like shit when you're on the main roster. 
Yeah, and it's like, if you would have put Braun Breaker in an open challenge against Seth, that wouldn't have really mattered, dude, because it's like an inner, it's it's an open challenge, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's for a world championship, but in a match for nothing, and this guy just fucking loses? <sighs> no, just, no fucking, no, no thought for NXT. No, exactly. No care for something you should care about even now, especially since in a way, this is still, to me, it was set up to be Vince's NXT, and he's still fucking it over. Doesn't make any sense, dude. And it's ridiculous because this is a brand that WWE promotes under their banner, yet show no decency for. Exactly, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they, they act like this is a fucking AEW guy coming over to wrestle a match on fucking Monday Night Raw. Like, bro, this is your guy. And, and I don't, I just don't understand, I don't understand why, why do you not protect these people? You know, he's one of the most protected guys on his show, yet he comes here and he looks like shit. I mean, he doesn't look like it's, shit, but like, why is why is he just taking a meaningless, meaningless loss? Literally, man. Literally. It makes no sense, especially to their casual audience. That man looks horrible. Absolutely horrible, man. Absolutely horrible. So, in the main event, Cody Rhodes. Still with his broken arm, by the way. I believe his time is up. He's still got his broken arm. Cody Rhodes goes head-to-head in the main event with Damian Priest. Yeah, exactly. A guy who is in Money in the Bank and another guy who cannot afford any loss at this point in his fucking life. Not a bad match. But holy fuck, man. This is the third match tonight that does not make any logical sense to book. No. Exactly, man. Exactly. Makes no sense through and through. Through any of it. Judgment Day accidentally cost Damian Priest the match. Dominic was on the apron. And Cody pushed Priest into Dominic because Dom, uh, Priest was looking at Dominic. He pushed him into him, hit him with a crossroads, and he defeated him. Dude, it looks more and more like Damian Priest is going to go on a solo babyface run. And, oh man, that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough, dude. Out of all the people they're going to give a solo babyface run to, how's it not Finn Balor? Out of that whole group. Yeah. That's that group specifically. You choose Damien Priest, who's fucking lame as shit as a babyface. Yes. Uh, I don't get it, dude. I don't understand where the fuck they're going. Finn Balor's just made for that, too. Like, literally. Just to be like the, the, the solo badass. Like, it's the perfect story, man. He brings out all his hate and anger. In a match with Seth, and he still loses. 
And that can add that to the fucking, and that's the turning point where he's like, you know what? Maybe I gotta do things differently. Maybe you gotta act like how I was back then. And boom, you can start that baby face turn. But no, nothing. It's just he's just gonna lose, and then introduce a a, a, a guy he trained into his group, and just move on. After a world championship loss. What the fuck, dude? Like, what are they doing, man? <sighs> makes no sense, bro. It makes absolutely no sense. But that was Monday Night Raw. You know, not the worst show ever. A lot of good in-ring content, but... Uh, and a kick-ass video package from Finn Balor. But, like, at the end of the day, dude, it's just like... What are all these fucking boneheaded booking decisions you're making? I mean... It's 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 frustrating as hell, man. It really is. It really is, man. They turn on to fucking octagon. How many corners they put themselves in, man. Shit is fucking insane. Seriously. Seriously, man. But yeah, bro. That is, uh... That's everything we got today here for you guys, man. That's that's pretty much everything for the week of, uh... For the week of wrestling. Hell yeah, man. So, with that... Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Heels podcast. Also, Notorious Heels Gaming. Notorious Heels Gaming, man. So, we'll probably send the tweet out sometime tomorrow because, uh, you know, we know this is a later show. So, you, most of you guys probably catch us on the replay for Unscripted. But, so, I know you guys know I've been under the weather. Like a motherfucker. So what we're aiming for, because we found out today that the gold edition or the the, the deluxe edition of AEW Fight Forever actually drops a day earlier. So it drops, uh, technically since we're past midnight, tonight at midnight um, on the 28th. And this is what we're going to do. Notorious Heels Gaming, we are going to be aiming for Wednesday night post-Dynamite for our first show, depending on how depending on how I feel. Either that, which I feel like I'm getting better. Golly, in the middle of my fucking announcement. Well... Yes, as we wait, as we wait for Sir K to come back. Um, yeah, so that's currently what we're aiming for. We're currently aiming for Wednesday post Dynamite or Friday post SmackDown. So if you guys don't get us Wednesday post Dynamite, we're looking at a double stream on Friday. So you guys will get to hang out with us from four o'clock to you know, around six central time is usually what we go until. And then, uh, and then we'll probably be on from like nine to 11 or depending on how much fun we have on the game, who fucking knows. But yes, it'll be so fucking hilarious in a horrible way. If the game sucks, which I really don't think it will be. I think I'm genuinely excited, but dude, imagine all that hype, all that build up. And and it's just, just mid. Oh my God hilarious but i i have high hopes i think the game will be great and um i'm excited man i really am 
Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. So, yeah, bro. But other than that, that's the latest on Notori Seals Gaming. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah. So with that, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notori Seals Podcast. Another great edition of Notori Unscripted. This has been episode 146. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you guys so much, man, uh, for hanging out with us. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And it is always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And that's okay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will, if we don't see you on Friday with the news, we will possibly see you guys Wednesday after AEW Dynamite with the first episode of Notorious Heels Gaming. Peace.